Welcome to 2022, our year of great increase. We believe that as you listen to this sermon, God will greatly increase and multiply you in all the five core areas of your life. Be blessed as you listen. So today, we start a new series. Somebody say, a new series? And were you blessed by our man of God? Were you blessed by our man of God through the last series? What was the name of the last series? The Anointed End. The Anointed End. And were you blessed? That's what I imagine. The people who miss the Tuesday service, no, the Thursday prayers. Imagine, Sasa, we were given the key. Why? Some of these things are not working for us. Can you imagine? So you, maybe you are following everything, but it's still not working, eh? Now we were given the key. Do you know, want to know the key? Do you want to know the key? How many want to know the key as to why the anointing is not working for you? It's on Telegram. Go and listen. <laughs> so if you, want to, if you really want to know the key and you want that series to work for you, go to Telegram and... Listen to the sermon, all right? I'm not going to give you that. So our new series, we start a new series. It's called What It Means to Be a Shepherd. What It Means to Be a Shepherd. So we were taught about being how to, how to find the anointing, right? And we believe that we are, we are also anointed, right? So after that, after being anointed, how Jesus... How does that scripture say? How Jesus Christ of Nazareth was anointed with the Holy Spirit and went around doing good things. So after being anointed, what is the next stage? You have to do something, Sindio, which is doing good. Uh, the scripture says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all who are oppressed by the devil for God was with him. So after the anointing, there's something else that you're supposed to do. Which is doing good and healing all who are oppressed. So some of you are asking, huh, how do I do that? How, how do I do, go around doing good? How do I heal people? I do, not have, I do not have the grace and the capacity to heal people. That's why we are here. Healing people doesn't necessarily mean you go out there, find a lame person and pray for them and tell them, I, I believe with you, wake up and take your mat and walk, right? We start from somewhere. Before we get to healing people, we start from healing people from the, from the inside, which is the heart, all right? And that is why we are here. So what it means to be an anointed? To, sorry, what it means to be a shepherd? Matthew chapter 9 verse 36. Matthew chapter 9 verse 36. I want all of us to read. Want to go? Let us read again. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no so a sheep a shepherd rather 
a shepherd is someone whom God has called to look after sheep. I'm sure so many of you are asking, who are, who are the sheep? The Bible says we are the sheep of his pasture, right? So in the Bible, God's people are called sheep, and he raises up men. He calls shepherds to look after these sheep. So God does not see us as a collection of snakes, lizards, cats, and dogs. Amma, is there a, at any point that you've had Jesus calling us snakes or lizards? He just called people brood of vipers, right? <laughs> have, you, have you seen anywhere in the Bible that God calls us lizards? Call, calling us antelopes, elephant, this side gazelle. Is there anywhere in the Bible that you've been called a gazelle? Uh -huh. An ant? Have you been called an ant? A tortoise? No, it's a dodoise. For people from Western, have you been called a dodoise, Manu? You've only been, been called a? We've only been called a sheep. So, give me Psalms chapter 95, verse 6 and 7. You know, some people might be asking, huh, why are you calling us sheep? It is not me, it's the Bible. Let us read. I for, I'm too young to have written the Bible. Let us read the scripture together. We are too young to have written the Bible. So, ulipata Bible? Ulipata mama yako Bible? What about your grandmother? If you found your great-grandmother, was she reading the Bible? Good. Even mine. So, we found these things. So, let us read. Uh -huh. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before Lord our Maker. Uh huh. At the pasture and of His hand. Let us read that part again. For He is our God, and we are people of His pasture. Today, if you will hear this, His voice, eh? Uh -huh. Do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion and wilderness. So it is time for us to rise up and join the great work of looking after God's people. I will start by asking this. In this church, I believe we, are, we totally believe in reaching out to people. Who came, how many came to this church because someone reached out to them? Lift your hand. Almost 99%, if not 100%. Everyone, everyone came to, I mean, everyone came to this church because someone reached out to you. Because our mandate is to compel, raise, and, and release. And the reason as to why you're here, it's because someone compelled you to come to church. Some of you, we had to buy you ice cream. Eh? Other people, pizza. Eh, Kate bought pizza. Hey, why didn't you bring me to church? <laughs> Uh, what were you? What, what did your neighbor tell you? What did your friend tell you, so that you come to church? What did they buy you? Juice. Uh -huh. Another person. Sorry. Oh, you, 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 you told them that you, we treat our visitors. So you heard that there was something after the service, refreshments after the service. So you decided because you know so well, You decided to come to church, Cindy. So because someone reached out to you, you also need to reach out to someone else. So being a shepherd is one of the greatest things of all times because our Lord loves people 
and sees them as sheep who need care and guidance, like we have read. So being a shepherd is a very great job. In this church, we believe that when you're a shepherd, you carry a very, a very what's the word? A very prestigious office. That's why during our love group Sundays, the shepherds have a tie and you do not. Not just a tie, it's a, it's a tie that is that has the label, the Greater Love Church. Do you have that tie? Okay, for the rest of the people. Do you have the tie? No. Why, why is it that some people have ties and you don't have? You, you, you might have a white shirt like mine. Eh? You might have black pants. But the tie? You might have a red tie or a green tie, but you don't have a striped green and red tie. Why? Because one person is reaching out to people, and you're, you're doing what? You're not reaching out to people. I'm sure some of you are asking, how can I get that red tie? How can I occupy that prestigious office? That is why I'm here. Tell your neighbor, that is why the pastor is here. So, you know in the Bible, shepherding is a great job, and that's why the, the job was given to someone like Apostle Peter. We all know Apostle Peter, I believe. If, we went to, if you went to Sunday school, you know Apostle Peter, right? Jesus told Peter to prove his love by caring for the sheep. He asked Peter, do you love me? Do you love me? Peter, do you love me? Feed my sheep. Give me John chapter 21 verse 15 to 17. We are getting somewhere. Tell your neighbor we are getting somewhere. Kindly be quick. From 15. Uh-huh. Let us read. Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than this? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, feed my lambs. Uh-huh. Say to him again a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord. He said to him, tend my sheep. Uh-huh. Son of Jonah, do you love me? To him the third time. Do you love me? Say to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. And Jesus said to him, And Jesus said to him, You know, in church, there are two categories of people. In every church, there are two categories of? One is a shepherd. The other group is, uh, uh, is comprises of sheep. So you're either in the categories of shepherds or in the category of... So where do you stand? Ask your neighbor, where are you? Are you, ask them, are you comfortable in where you are? And you know, the, the name shepherd is also referred to as a pastor. So in this, in this context, I want... Whatever a shepherd does is what a pastor does because a pastor... Is a shepherd, all right? Because our major aim as as shepherds is to number one, it's that which is written over there. Number one, you love them, you cause the sheep to grow, and you care for the sheep, all right? So being a shepherd means you have to see people as sheep and relate to them as such. So tell your neighbor when you're a shepherd, 
you have to relate to people and see people as sheep. So the specific work, the work of a shepherd, a shepherd is a specific type of a worker who has time to care, time to love, time to feed, and time to gather. As a shepherd has a spe- is a specific type of worker who has time to care, time to love, time to feed, and time to gather the sheep. So it is care, love, feed, and what? And gather. And gather the sheep. And if you're not writing notes, ask your neighbor, are you writing notes? Is there a neighbor writing? If they're not writing, lift your hands. We will see them. So let me give you an example of a very good shepherd. I believe that we are here because we were born. We were born, right? If you were born, you were born of a woman who is a parent. A, a man and a woman who are parents, whether they brought you up or not. They, they brought you into this world. True or not true? So most of the times, let me talk about a mother because I am one. A mother, what they do, number one, they will love their children with all they have. Everything they have, their heart, even the strands of their hair. True or not true, Sue? You love your child with everything that you have. You have to keep telling God, God, teach me how to love you more than I love this small person. All right? So the work of a parent mostly is to nurture this baby, bring them up, feed them, bring them up in the ways of the Lord. So as a shepherd, imagine that is how you're supposed to be. When you're leading people, you're supposed to be like a parent to them. You see the way your mother takes care of you? You know how your mother takes care of you, eh? I know right now if you call your mother or your father and tell them, I'm in trouble, somehow, somehow they will sort you out. So as a shepherd, you're supposed to be like a parent, a parent to them, all right? So, deputy parents, how many deputy parents do we have? Oh, we are many, eh? You also know how you have to take care of your siblings. Let me give you a story. One day, you know my brother, eh? You, you know my brother? So, that brother of mine came to church. I didn't see him. So, I kept asking Pendo, where is my brother? He says, ah, he's, he's around, but I can't see him. So, it was during the service, it was Pastor Sass who was preaching. And then I look for my brother everywhere. I cannot find him. Hey, later on, I, I, hear, I hear some funny noises from the back. When I looked back, I saw the camera falling. And I'm like, ah, what's happening? So the likes of Kina Elder Mike went outside. After they went outside, he came back and told me, it's your brother, my friend. I ran outside to go look for my brother because that is how naturally we are. We know that, you know, when he's here, he's like my son. I have to take care of him. The same way my mother will take care of him, right? So when I heard it's him, I, I literally ran outside because what will I tell the mother? How did, your son, how, did, how did your son fall? What was he doing? I have to, I, I need, she needs answers, right? So I literally had to go outside, check, are you okay? What happened? And all. That is the natural way of us. And I believe that some of us, if you ever had your sibling here has fainted, what will you do? Will you stay in the service? Speaking the truth, let me talk about Sam, where are you? Sam Chiteri, God forbid, if your sister fell right now, do you want to tell me you will just sit there like that? Yeah, will you sit there? You will actually be the first one to leave. Sindio. So imagine, the same way we like our siblings, the way we take care of them, it's the same way that you're supposed to take care of your sheep. The same way. You see, the same way you love your, your small brother or your baby sister. 
that same way. Take care of God's sheep like that. Who, and who are God's, God's sheep? The people that you are reaching out to. And if you're not a shepherd, receive the grace of being a shepherd. So when you describe yourself as a shepherd, it helps you to focus on your work as a shepherd. Because many people are supposed to be caring, loving, and guiding their sheep, but have become secularized. People who are sweeter, more suited in the university and in the secular world. You know what that means? Some of us have been shepherds before. True or not true? But you get to a place where you feel like, ah, you know what? I am tired. I am tired of taking care of God's people. My friend, has your mother told you that she's tired of being your mother? Has your father told you, hey, by the way, I have retired. Take care of yourself. Have they done that? Do you still carry their name? Do you still carry your, your parents' name? So that means they have not retired, right? They have not given up on being your parent. True or not true? Imagine the same way you're not supposed to retire taking care of God's people because it is the only thing that has an eternal reward. You're working in the UN, you're working for Barclays, you're working for equity, you're selling insurance. We'll only know you here. But after you close your eyes like this, when we get to heaven, do you think you'll, you'll give your CV? Actually, my name is Godfrey Moendoa. I am in Took. I am doing this course. Eh? And apart from that, I had a side hustle that I was selling eggs. It was really making money. It used to pay for my rent. Uh -huh. And then after that, so what did you do? God asked you, what did you do for me? What will you tell him? That you sold eggs. Can you imagine telling God that you sold eggs? He brought you into this earth to sell eggs. Eh? Ama to, to do online writing. I, I was not sleeping at night. Because online writing had to be done. Because it was the one that was paying my bills. Eh? Others are in Forex. Eh? Forex trade. Eh? I was in Forex. I was not sleeping, Jesus. I did not even have time to work for you. Because... Eh? Russia, Ukraine, God. So, what will you... Will you tell God such nonsense? But imagine if you die today and you told God... God, I have died lakini. I am here with you, but I have brought ten souls to you. Wouldn't God be happy with you? Because the Bible says Sorry, please understand me. Eh? Eh, what was I saying? The Bible says <laughs> The Bible says um I've forgotten, honestly. What is, what is, okay, paraphrased, what is the beauty of gaining the whole world and losing your own soul? What is the beauty of it? You gain everything. You have bought all the houses in Kilimani. And you have all the money. You have, you have had Airbnbs in Rongai, but you do not have your own soul. Ama, the people you have employed, they do not know Jesus. Eh? What shall it profit you? to gain the whole world and lose your own soul. Because if you get to heaven, what will you tell Jesus? Eh? What will, ask your neighbor, what will you tell Jesus? You're looking at me as if I'm the one who's... Even me, I'm scared. 
What will I tell Jesus? Hmm? So tell your neighbor, give up yourself for this noble work of shepherding, which is loving, caring, and teaching people. I have told you over and over again, being a shepherd is one of the most privileged positions in this world. Being a shepherd is the most privileged position that you can ever have. Not being a president. Because I, just the other day I was asking Pastor Boni. Now imagine when, he, when our late president passed on. I asked my, my husband. Now, after all these years of him laboring for us in this country, I told him, I hope he believes in Jesus. Eh? Because if not... If he does not believe in Jesus, you think Jesus, Jesus cares about that if you are president in a certain country. You think he cares? He, eh, eh, as you get to heaven, is like, his excellency, so and so. Do you think he cares? Do you think he cares? He does not care because in heaven we are all equal. Eh, Cindyo? Just imagine the freedom fighters. After all the pain they went through. After all the pain, you, 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 we've all done social studies, I believe. Cindyo? The likes of the Kapenguria Six. Jamo Kenyatta, Achieng Oneko, Congo Karumba, Fred Kubai. But you remember all those people, eh? You know your great grandfather, eh? And your grandfather and your grandmother. Today I was watching a certain video of a very old mom, Oshosho, and was telling the queen. Uh, you know you need, to, you need to compensate me because I lost my husband in the woods and also you cut my leg. Your people cut my leg. She has dents on her whatever, on her leg. And she was saying, you have to compensate me. Let's imagine those people who died, the likes of Kinaded and Kimad, if they did not know Jesus. You suffer on earth and in heaven, uh, in the other life, because of course if you do not know Jesus, where do you go to? You go to hell. Una imagine your Maisha? Imagine the kind of influence they had in, this gen in, in that generation that we even read of them today, to date. Our children will read of them. And then they did not know Jesus. Imagine your Maisha. You are sold as a slave. You stay in prison. Nelson Mandela, staying in prison for 27 years. I am I'm just hoping that they knew Jesus before they died. Can you imagine? Are you trying to imagine how hard it can be? It is for them. You fight for your country and then I go to hell. No way. So for you who knows Jesus, make sure that at least now that you know Jesus, you not stay in the outer darkness. Eh? Because outer darkness, maybe Jesus, I receive you before I die. In Jesus' name, amen. Those ones, you will, cannot be in the same place as, as Billy Graham. Sindio. You can't be in the same place with them. For, the, for them up, up there, they have, they have cities. They are reigning. They are kings. But for you, you'll be in the outer darkness. Have you been to a place where it's like you're driving through the woods and then the town is, Ukombele. Like, for example, when you're driving towards Sezanarok, the road is so empty, the, the road is so empty, empty, and then you can see light. Uko. And then you're told, you see that place? That's where Narok is. Because it's at night, you just see a, just a, a glimpse of light. Kadogo too. Imagine being in heaven and you're out like in that place. Unona heaven do ile. 
Like people, people are having fun over there, eh? Bowing to the 24 elders. Wewe unasikia tu watu wakiimba. You can only hear. You know some of you let's not a campaign. Asubuhi ukiamka UDA. Ukiamka isa idingina ni azimio. You know how they are making noise to us, ndio? As I imagine being in heaven or like guy. I had the same opportunity to be there, but you're in the outer darkness. Would you like that? Don't just be a Christian. Don't just be a tell your neighbor, don't just be a Christian. Be a fruitful Christian. Because anyone who looks after God's sheep has moved God directly and has moved into the love of God because Jesus loved and died for his sheep. Imagine Jesus died for you. Did Jesus die for you to just be a freedom fighter? Eh? Did he die for you to just be an exceller? Eh? Or to own cars? Do you think Jesus just died for you for that? Why did Jesus die for you? So that you may have life and have, have life in? In abundance. So why you can become a shepherd? Why you can become a shepherd? Why you can become a shepherd. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 and 12. Ephesians 4. Are you getting blessed? Are you getting challenged? Are you promising that you will become shepherds? By the grace of God. Say, by the grace of God. By the grace of? You know one thing, before you get there, one thing I've come to learn, it was during one of the camps, I think the last camp that we had, the Mighty Foundations, and I was asking myself, do you think, if, as, as the Greater Love Church, if we went to heaven, God will deal with us the same way he will deal with someone maybe who goes to these mainstream churches? What do you think? Do you think he'll deal with us the same way? Why? You said no. Why do you think he will not deal with us the same way? You know the Bible says, to whom much is given, more is required, Right? How much knowledge do you have? Have you ever gone to a mainstream, ch mainstream church and they are being taught on how to become shepherds? Have you ever heard of it? Have you? You've never heard of it. You, it's only TGA that you have heard, eh? So if you have been, you've had this sermon, imagine getting to heaven and then you're told, Jesus is here telling you, and hey, you heard Pastor Boni who taught you how to, how, why, what? Is a shepherd, why you need to become a shepherd, how to be how to shepherd, and then you'd not become a shepherd. Sorry? And when to become a shepherd. But for these other people, they were never told. They only read the Bible, and that was it. But for you, you have all the knowledge. Imagine someone going to Starehe Boys and another guy going to what's the name of the, the school over here? Bagathi View. Do you expect those people to get the same grades? Why? Why don't you expect them to have the same grades? Exposure, right? Mtu alliance akipata di utona, hey, what a disgrace, right? But mtu ambagadhi view akipata di, ko like, ah, ni sawa tu. Sindio, it's understandable. Alijaribu, sindio. Because this person maybe doesn't have the same resources as the person in alliance or starehe. Sindio, we expect the starehe person to get an A, A minus, lowest B plus. Ukweli ama uongo? What to alliance? Habari zenu? Wow, those ones are saved by grace. How wachana na wow? They got to campus nile. Oops! 
secondary. So, my, this is my point. That for us, we know so much. If you expect a Stare, uh, someone who went to Starehe Boys or Alliance to get an A, imagine it's the same thing with us. We have so too much exposure with shepherding. Yeah, like we are taught everything, how to save money, how to be good people, how to be a good youth, how to be a good wife, to be a good husband. We are taught everything. So if you are taught everything, much is required from you as a person. So imagine getting to heaven and you knew all this and you didn't do anything. Who is to be blamed? Is it me or you? It is you. Sindo. So let us read the, the scripture. Mm -hmm. Uh -huh. for equipping of saints for the work of the ministry for the defying of the body of Christ uh -huh. you know the usual interpretation uh, let's go to verse 11 the usual interpretation of this scripture is that God gave us special ministerial offices which are some apostles prophets evangelists pastors and those, that's the fivefold ministry so I see you Entering the fivefold ministry. I see you becoming prophets. I see you becoming apostles. I see you becoming evangelists. I see you becoming pastors. And I see you becoming teachers. So the reason as to why God did this, He gave the fivefold ministry and the ministerial offices is for three things, which is in verse 12. After He gave some of those offices, this was the reason for for the equipping of saints, for the work of the ministry, and edifying the body of Christ. So these are the principal reasons actually why the church was started. So the main reason for the church being started was this. That after the church is started and you have come to church, so of course there has, have to be leaders. And you enter this office. Why do you enter this office? Where are you a shepherd? Where are you a teacher? Where are you an apostle? It is for these three reasons. Number one. Number one is... Equipping of saints. Uh -huh. Number two. Uh -huh. Number three. The edifying. For the edifying of the body of Christ. So in other words, these special, special ministerial ethics are given to perfect ordinary saints. You know who are saints, eh? Saints, saints are me and you. You're a saint. I am a saint. So all of us are. So the reason as to why we are given such responsibilities, it is to enable us to do the work of the ministry. And the work of the ministry means that we're supposed to reach out to the lost. It also means that the ministry work is not, is not the sole preserve for certain apostles and teachers. So this work is not for everyone else. At, you know, it's a special few. At anyone with a title, pastor, apostle, teacher, minister, prophet. It is for all of us. For you to become all these things. Of course, you have to get from somewhere, right? For you to become uh, to, to graduate in campus, what, what do you need to do? You have to start from somewhere, right? You start from play group, then, oh, yet you look nursery. Let's not get it wrong. Nursery or kindergarten, for people who went to international schools like Swinton, yet you look a nursery. Nursery? TPP1. From nursery, you go to pre-unit, and then, then class one to class eight, then you go to high school, that is from one to 
form four, then you go to campus, first year until. But if you're privileged with a good mind like our dear Daktari, you go up to year. Year seven. No, some year six. What are you saying? What are you saying? PRMMU, Tafadali, stick to your lane. Where when you want to hear for Sawasawa? So, in the same way that we are, all, we are all called to do this, to equip the saints for the work of the ministry and to edify the body of Christ. That is reaching out to people, making sure that they are strong. And how do you do that? That's why, as a shepherd, you're taught something called PVCI. That is, you pray for people you visit people, you counsel people, and interact with people. And I believe that if you're a sheep in this church, your shepherd has come, has reached out to you in your house. Have they come to visit you? How many people have been visited before? Lift your hands again, unless you do not have a shepherd. At least most of the people have been visited before. So, and you're, you're there asking, uh-huh, pastor, who are, who are these people? You know, I mean, I'm not called. I'm not called to be an apostle. I'm not called to be a teacher. I'm, I'm called to be a kingdom financier. Huh? We were there. But now, it, it, it's good that God has allowed us to do both. Eh? We are still kingdom financiers. And what? And pastors. You, and you know some of you there, maybe you're wondering, uh-huh, becoming a, becoming a, a, a shepherd. It's too hard. You know, I have to quit my career. I have to quit my... I, I, I should only do the work of the Lord. Full stop. We are not telling you that to do that. We are told in this church, no one is, no, no is full-time. We all know that, right? You're, you're a student and a shepherd. You are working and a shepherd. There's no one who is, who is a full-time minister. I am only employed by the church. What is your job description? I am a shepherd. My work is to pray, visit, counsel, and interact with sheep. Hey, I want to be you. Eh? There's no one like that because what we, we believe in, we believe in do your thing and still serve God. In what capacity? Of becoming a shepherd. And some of you are like, you know what? Me, God, does not, God has not called me. There are people, there are special people who are called for that office. We were there like you. We were like you. We believe, uh -huh, those ones are for the chosen few. Someone like Pastor says, she has always wanted to be a pastor. Glory to God. But for me and the husband, oi! <laughs> God arrested us on the way. You're there asking, uh-huh, so who does God call? Who does God call? How many have that question? Like, am I called? How many would like to know how, who does God call? Maybe you feel, no, 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 I can't do this. This one is for the chosen few. Let me tell you. Characteristics of people that God calls. This one we will not going to dwell in it because it's on podcast, all right? If you want to know more about it, go to, go to podcast. You'll find it there. Number one, God calls failures. Failures like Moses. Number two, God calls unworthy people. Failures. I, I believe that every one of us has failed, eh? How many have failed? Unajua vizuru lianguka KCSE. Unajua vizuru kona soup. Na winu imkono. How many have failed before? Hey, look at this side. Hey! Again. Teach us your ways. Hey, this side. This side are made of win is made of winners. Sorry? International students. 
students lakini alibasiwa akikuja kanisa ai so most of us have been failures before sindio number two, god calls unworthy people have you felt unworthy before like you're good for nothing have you how many have felt like they're good for nothing me i felt that way before not once not twice not even we can't even count we've lost count thank you god is calling someone like you number three, rejected people how many have been rejected rejected by a beloved rejected by who else rejects people you go you apply for a job and then you get a you get a regret email have you been rejected before god is calling someone like you tell your neighbor god is calling someone like you number four, unbelievable people how many people have felt like i cannot be believed i am unbelievable even if i came and told them anything no one will believe me many people have felt that way oh i get your apache number five, in people with inferiority complex so if you have felt like you have inferiority complex imagine jesus is calling you you feel i am not beautiful enough eh? i do not have the right contours of the continent like other people i do not have a masculine body i am short eh? i do not have a flat tummy uh-huh. I, I, I know i know you eh? for the men you feel like you do not have beard jesus knows you're here eh? when he baby boy eh? Eh? you're a baby boy imagine jesus Jesus is, calls people like you to be shepherd. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, hey, you have dwelt there, sana sana. What's on a baby boys? <laughs> tell them that for the ones who do not have beard, tell them there is hope for a tree that one day my beards will grow. <laughs> hey. So the thing is, when, when Jesus is calling you, maybe some of you are expecting that Jesus will you'll hear a voice omondi 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 mimi ndiye mungu wako nakuita ukue shepherd how many have had such a voice you're waiting chris eh i'm also waiting i have not had jesus speaking to me i do not know his voice i do not know his voice so if you have not had the voice of god Every time that our pastor preaches to us, anytime anyone preaches to you, imagine that is God speaking to you through that person. So today is a date for you to hearken unto the hearken unto the voice of the Lord. So if you call yourself a Christian, you have received the call which you have responded. So if Jesus told you come and you came, received Jesus as your personal savior, you went on with your life imagine you have responded to the call because that is the first call that he gives to you for you to be a christian so after being a christian which other call do you want eh? to be called to be a pastor he will not come to you and tell you omondi omondi come mm-mm, mm-mm. he will use the the familiar voices that you know what is a familiar voice the, a familiar voice means a voice that you know if right now your mother came outside here and called your name will you know that that is your mother that is a familiar voice. If your boyfriend came and called you from outside, will you know that? That's a familiar voice. A voice that you resonate with and you know. Alright? If for mothers, if your baby cries right now, will you know that is my baby? 
Me, if mine cries, I know the difference between mine and Pastor Cece's and others. I know them. I can tell you, ah, that is Judah crying. Uyo ni Jason, uyo ni Jason. And for their mother, she does the same thing. We'll just look at each other and go like, mm-hmm. Uyo ni wako, go get your boy. You understand? Even when Jude, if Jude cries, I will know, Mama Jude, wherever you are, go for your baby. I know, I know the voice of, of Jude. You understand? So imagine when Jesus is calling us, he calls us in voices that we, we know, we recognize. And a few people who are called, who are called uh, like that, it's someone like Samuel. We all know the story of Samuel. You're not going to read it. The way Samuel was called three times, and then he went, every time he went to, to, to priest Eli and asked, uh-huh, you've called me, you've called me. Because the only voice he knew was Eli's voice. That is in... Um, Sorry, in First Samuel chapter 3, verse 1, from verse 1, Quendelea. So Samuel, every time he's called, he went to Eli because he felt like it is Eli who was calling him. But in real sense, was it Eli who was calling him? It took Eli to tell him, by the way, I'm not the one who's calling you. That is God calling you. So today I am here to tell you, I am not the one who's calling you. It is not our pastor who's calling you. It is God doing what? calling you to become a shepherd. Another person is Elijah. Elijah had such a supernatural way, way of, of experiencing things. There was wind. After the wind, there was earthquake. After the earthquake, after the earthquake, there was fire. But imagine God was not in all those things. Imagine if you hear a wind coming. You're just from talking to God, eh? Then a wind comes. You know, Mungu anakuja na your wind, eh? A wind comes, goes. An earthquake comes and goes. Fire comes and goes. You know, we know so well, after knowing the story of Moses, if you saw a burning bush, what is your first thought? That must be God, right? And after all those dramatic experiences, what does God do? He shows up with a still, small, still, small voice. And that is how Elijah hearkened to the call of God. So, because, you know one thing, the Bible says that I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit. And that fruit, and your fruit should remain. Because someone brought you to church, that is John 15, 16. Because someone brought you to church, someone brought you. So do this, the same act of kindness that this person did to you. Imagine do the same thing. Go out, reach out to someone and bring them to church. So that your fruit may remain. At least have a reason for God to bless you. Because we are told that many of us are called. If you're called, what are you supposed to do? Because you're called. If Jesus has called you, go out there, bear fruit that will remain. And the only fruit that will remain on this earth is the impact you made with the children of God by reaching out to them. Not you working for ABSA. Not you working for Equity. Not you working for KFC or at Cafe. Imagine, God forbid, if you died right now, tomorrow there's a replacement for you. There's a replacement. True or not true? Where you work or in school, you have seen, if your lecturer dies, does it mean the semester ends? The next, maybe you will just mourn for one week and then the following week you have a new lecturer and we forget about the old one. True or not true? At your workplace, does the, the same thing happen? By the time you're dying, maybe that evening, the HR has already posted uh-huh, vacancies in this new position. And after two, three weeks, we have forgotten about you. 
We have forgotten about the great work you are doing of growing your company and all those things. But imagine dying. Yes, as human beings, we will forget you. But will God forget what you have done? When you get to heaven, everyone is clapping. All the angels are clapping for you for the work well done and the impact that you've left in this generation. So why, why should every Christian become a shepherd? Why should every Christian become a shepherd? We've said what it means to become a shepherd. Then we said why you can become a shepherd. The reason as to why you're called to be a shepherd. And the examples, and now why every Christian should become a shepherd. Number one, to become a shepherd, all you need is a desire. To become a shepherd, all you need is a? All you need is a? How many of us desire to go to the U.S.? Someday. This side. Musha, travel. I want to be you. This side. Have you traveled to all the countries? <laughs> eh? Are you that exposed? Hey. You, oh, they don't, oh, they don't know what. It, okay, the United States of America. How many have to be? How many have been to the United States of America? Oh, in movies. Sisi mi ya movie yenye unasemanga unazajipeleka. Watana na you. How many have to be been to the U.S.? No one. I see you going to the US. I see you traveling the world. So, how many have the desire to go to the US? My hand is up. If you're not lifting your hand, do not lift. So, the thing is, for the ones who are desiring, I see you receiving visas. So, coming back, I see you. You all want to travel. I also want to travel. How many want to go to the UK? My hand is up. You want to go to the UK, yeah? I see you going to the UK. How many of us want to go to Dubai? I see you going to the to Dubai, to the United Arab Emirates. So for you to go to the US, what do you need to do? So if right now you're told, I want you to go to the US, what do you need? Number one, you, at least now you already have the desire, right? The next thing you'll do is apply for a passport. And then the next thing you will do is apply for a visa, right? And then go for the interview and God willing, get the, get the visa and go, right? So imagine when you want to become a shepherd. Let's come back home, eh? That one will shelf it. We will go to the U.S. So... When you want to become a shepherd, imagine all you need is a desire. I desire to become. I desire to become. Give me First Timothy chapter three verse one. First Timothy chapter three verse one. Modelo wa kwanza. Mlango watatu. Mstari wa kwanza. Inasemaje. Let us all read. This is a faithful saying. If a man desires the position of a bishop, he desires, he desires, you know the name bishop? Bishop in Greek, it means episcopos. Somebody say episcopos. Episcopos, which means an overseer of God's people. All right? So, when you be, so I want us to read and remove the word bishop and put the word shepherd, all right? Let us read. This is a faithful saying. 
shepherd, he desires a good work. Let's say it again. He desires a good work. So if you, do you think that you becoming a shepherd is a good thing? Do you think it's a, it's a good thing? Why do you think it's a good thing? Oh, the Bible says, <laughs> the Bible says, so if it's a good thing, it is because, number one, it is required of us to reach out to people. Like I told you, to bring forth fruit after our own kind. If someone reaches out to you, do the, no, the same noble thing to someone else. And the good thing about becoming a shepherd, it is so fulfilling. How do you feel when you reach out to people? You go visit them, you pray with them, you see their, their prayers being answered. How do you feel for the, for the shepherds who are in the house? How do you feel? You, or you feel powerful. Wow. Uh -huh. Another person, how do you feel? Marion, how do you feel? Fulfilled, right? So imagine that is what God wants us to do. And you remember Apostle Paul? We all know Apostle Paul, right? His vision was to enjoin more people to do God's work. So one thing he did, he talked to his son Timothy and told Timothy to look out for people with a desire to be, in, to be involved in ministry. And after locating those people, he told them that, number one, you have to be a person of reputable, I mean, you have to be someone with honorable reputation. So if you want to be a shepherd, you cannot just be a shepherd who's just there. At least have some reputation. So how do you call reputation in Swahili? Muswahili muluya. What is re reputation in Swahili? Maybe I'll bring it home. Yes? What is reputation in Swahili? Oh, no one knows. What is the... Oh, Nisifa. Tunatafuta mtu aliena sifa nzuri. At njema, bora. Hey. Sifa nzuri, sifa njema, sifa bora. Do you believe you are someone with an honorable reputation? How many believe there are people with honorable reputation? Lift your hand. Mwendoa, I, I like you. Uh, so even for the shepherds, they don't belong, they, they don't believe that they have <laughs> even for you. You don't believe that you have honorable reputation. <laughs> okay, maybe let me let me bring it home. Number one, a, a good reputation, it's about Car uh, being a better person in terms of your character. How many believe that we ha you have good character? Okay, by the grace of God, maybe niongeze hapo mtainua mkono. How do you want to become shepherds and you do not believe in yourself? You're work in progress. Okay, how many people know that they have their honorable reputation Honorable reputation is work in progress. How many believe that? So if you believe that it is work in progress, you're one of the people who we, we believe that you can become a shepherd, all right? Higher. Number two. Number two. So how many of us believe that they can become shepherds now? If you're not a shepherd and you believe you can become a shepherd, all you need is a desire. May Jesus honor your desire. Number two, becoming a shepherd is a natural stage of development. 
Becoming a shepherd is a natural stage of development. Give me Hebrews chapter 5 verse 12. Hebrews 12, uh, 5 verse 12. Please be quick. We are running out of time. 5.12. Let us all read. For, for though by this time... Everyone read. For though by this time you ought to be teachers... You need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. But give me NLT, please. Translate it. And I want us to all read. So long now that you ought to be teaching others. Uh, let us read again. You have been believers so long now. That you ought to be teaching others. Instead, you need someone to teach you again the basic things about God's word. You are like babies who need milk and cannot eat solid food. I'm looking for a baby who can eat so who can't eat solid food. There's none here. You'd see a baby who's between zero to six months. Zero to six months, they are supposed to be on exclusive breastfeeding. Exclusive breastfeeding, but from six months to a to hey to around one year, six months to around one year, they are supposed to have food that is a bit mashed. All right, I'm a blended food. You will become parents. You will know these things, eh? But not now. We said sex is not a. It is not an. Thank you. But the right time I see you becoming parents. So between six months and one year, they're supposed to have semi-solid, that is blended food. That is pumpkins, waroos, atigalik, ugali. Someone is saying garlic, my God. Please do not kill our baby. We need that baby. So, and then after that, when they are from one year, Kwendelea, they're supposed to have semi-solid, semi, is it semi-solid, like solid food. It is not so, what is the word? It's not so fine. It's a bit rough, okay? And then after that, when by the time they're around two years, they're supposed to be eating food by themselves, like mchele, mchele with beans, they can easily eat it, all right? That is the natural way of, of development. So for Christian, for us Christians, when you become born again, in this church, that is why we have, when you get born again, which school do you go to? New believers class, right? After new believers, you go to school of solid, oh, school of solid foundation and school of connect, right? So that you, you get to know what is salvation. Like, the, you, you go deeper, kidogo, with, with matters of salvation. And you know better about your Christian Life and then after after you go after you leave school of solid foundation. Now you go to the school of service and then oh it's it's already here. So if you do not know our our flow chart, it's over here. You can come and look at it. So after that, after you've gone through the school of solid foundation, you're ready to become a shepherd because you're from being breastfed, you've been given fine food. Now you can eat the rough food, the same the same food that you can eat. Sawa sawa. So by the time you are, you are done with that class, you are eligible to be, a, to, be a, to be a shepherd. So imagine 
even even um, even with the other natural way of growing, it's something like to say my butterflies. What is the lifespan of a butterfly? What is the process? Number one, it is egg, larva, pupa, adult. Hey, science students. Egg, larva, pupa. Have you ever heard of a butterfly that came from egg and then straight to a butterfly? Have you ever heard of something like that? Have you had someone who is born again today and the next day they're a pastor? That one cannot work. Because you have to go there through the, the normal stages of development. Alright? And for you to do that, you have to allow yourself to be groomed and groomed and groomed until you're ready to be a shepherd. Sawa, sawa. In CRE, we were reading about the normal way, the normal stages of a human being. I don't know if you can remember. Don't make me look old, eh? We use the same syllabus. It was from birth, you go to, to naming. After naming, hey, my God. Kwani, syllabus will change? Okay, the normal way, the normal way that we, we go through. Number one, it is birth. The next thing is naming. And then for men, they are circumcised, right? And then after that, marriage. And then, and then death. And then the cycle starts all over again. For people who went to school, rather. You, you've remembered? Thank you. So imagine, and I've explained to you the same way. That's the same way that we do. It is a natural stage of development. You have to go through, number one, receive Jesus as your personal savior. After that, new believers class. School of Solid Foundation and Connect. And then after that, School of Service. And then you can easily become a shepherd. So you cannot come today and tell us, I'm, I've been born again today. And then tomorrow I want to become a shepherd. Allow yourself to go through the natural stages of, of development. The Bible tells us that you have been believers for so long. Some of us have been believers since the, this, this church started. You have been believers but still, you still want to be fed and fed and fed, which is not the right thing. By now, you ought to be, by now, you ought to be shepherds. But now, you're still waiting for, for someone to give you the basic things about God's word. You're still there wondering, do we tithe from the gross or the net? Gross, net. Gross, net. You're still there. But by now, you're the one who's supposed to be teaching people where we are supposed to tithe from. Sindio, something as basic as tithing, you're still arguing about, if I give, tell me about giving and receiving. So why is it, there's someone who came and asked me the other day, Pastor Mark, Ati, is it nilazima mtu akigive, your principle, they give and receive. Why is it that I can't just receive, receive, receive? And in my heart I was like, you've been this, in this church for how long? Three years? and you cannot answer that question, you're still a babe. True or not true? Because, see, we already know principles, and we cannot, do a, we cannot alter principles. If, you, if I jump here, from here downwards, does it mean I'll, I'll remain afloat? I'll have to come down, because the law of gravity has to be activated, right? So the same way when I, you give, you have to, you will. When you give, you will. When you plant, you will. When you sow, you will reap, right? When you plant, you will harvest. Naomi, come back to class. <laughs> She's still wondering, hey, which is that one? So it is, that is the natural 
way of things. So even for us, ensure that you have you allow yourself to grow through the natural ways of or natural stages of development. Number three, are you getting blessed? Before we get to number three, let me give you a story. Okay, it's not a story. Let me ask. You've heard of Tafadari Unisaide. CP. CP is Sere. Cerebral palsy. You know children who have cerebral palsy. Okay, let's stick to CP. You understand what it means, eh? It, it's something to do. It has a problem. You have a problem with your brain. So when you have, yeah, it's just call it, call it CP. So with CP, that means if this baby is a, has that condition, they cannot do much. They cannot like sit. They have to be held. When they are sitting on such a seat, someone has to put laces or what is the word? Those things, the corset. You have to wear a corset. Or you have to make sure that the baby has a corset for them to be seated nicely. And for, for they, they also have to wear back slabs for them to be able to maybe walk around. And some of them do not even walk at all, depending on the level of, of CP. So you find, for example, if it's just a small baby who is like six months, do you expect such a baby to be walking? You don't expect them to be walking. And then after some time, when they get to around two years, do you expect that baby to be walking? Do you expect them to be feeding themselves? So let's move on. If you meet this baby when he's 10 years, what do you expect this baby to be doing? Running, feeding themselves, playing, talking. Sindio. So, yeah? Climbing trees, especially if it's a boy. Kaya, I fear for myself. Oi. Are you stealing? Hey, that minus mine in Jesus' name. So you expect 10-year-olds to be doing such things, right? So imagine you go to a home and find a 10-year-old who's just seated like this. Because at least I've, exp I've seen several of them just sitting like this. What will you tell yourself? There's a problem with that child. Because you can't be 10 and you're just like this, right? Your back can't, is not stable. You cannot walk. You're still on diapers. Because someone with CP, you have to constantly be on diapers. Well, that shows you that something went wrong somewhere. Sindio. But if, if you went, for example, at the back and found a child not walking around, and maybe they're around six months, eight months. That's very normal. But if you find a 10-year-old, what does that mean? There's a problem somewhere. Sindio. So imagine, now you're in church. You've been in this church for... You've been in this church for like five years now. A five-year-old. Anafakwa class, Gani? Ni Trevor. PP2. See, we, 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 most of us know Trevor. He's always running around here. PP2. Trevor will give you stories... He will tell you to buy you a sweet. Huh? Such things. Now imagine a five-year-old who's not doing anything. See, there's a problem there. Now you're here in church. You've been in this church for the last five years. You're still a member. A member. You're still being burst five years later. When the church was starting, uh, when the church was starting, we are turning, actually we are turning five years next week. Sindio, on Wednesday. Or Thursday, or ninth, ninth. It's next week. We are now turning five. You joined us since day one. You gave your life to Christ day one. I'm at the first year, but you're here, still being burst, 
still being visited, still saying, oh, today I don't feel like coming to church. Do you know what you are? <laughs> I did not say that. They say that. <laughs> it looks like you're not developing in the right way. True or not true? But there's, a, there's someone here who actually came last year, and this person by now, they're shepherds. And you'll find others, they even have multiple love groups. What's the reason? This, one's ha this, one, this, this, this second one has allowed themselves to go through the natural stages of development. But for you, pale pale, we are still changing diapers. Let's go to church. I the shepherd has to keep explaining to you the, the, the importance, of, or importance of coming to church. My friend, allow yourself to do what? To grow otherwise. You're just like that baby who has CP. And it's not a good state. True or not true? You cannot be the one being burst. whatever. Bursting, offering. But you'll call the shepherd. Five years. Four years. Three years. Two years. After one year, you're still being burst. Is it a, is it a good thing? And then later on, you're being... You're in the love group. You see someone who came after you in the love group has risen to be a shepherd. Sasa unanza kumsumbua. Juu, a kid with CP, it means how is the yake, sindo? If right now we left Trevor at home, will he feed himself? A, a baby who's five years, will he feed himself? Eh, he will feed himself, sindo? He will take his snacks and eat until the mother comes back home, sindo? But a baby with CP, when you come in the evening, so, if you've been here for five years and you're still not a shepherd, you're like that child with CP. So, please, will you make sure that you will, you will grow naturally and faster now? Because what you're doing, you're feeding yourself with so much knowledge, but you're becoming obese. You've gotten to a place where you can't walk. Your obesity is too much. Do you understand? But I see you becoming different people. I see you becoming shepherds. In Jesus' name. Are you getting blessed? Are you getting blessed? Are you endeavoring to become shepherds? And the last one. That was number two, right? Okay. Number three. There is great need for shepherds. Matthew 9, 36, that, that we read. But he saw the multitudes and he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Let me ask you, if right now I was to tell you to, to clean up this compound alone, like I tell you, Golda, I want you, by the time I'm coming back, make sure this compound is clean. And I've given you a time frame of one hour. What is the best thing that you will do? I believe that most of us will ask for help. Sindio, you'll tell some people, come clean the altar, you clean that side, clean that side. Me, I'll go clean the offices, some of the, the people go to the backyard, like that. And in one hour, we are done. True or not true? True or not true? Me, remember my mother used to tell me on Saturdays especially, when she goes to work, she tells me, I go and play, 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 play. When it gets to 11, I know she leaves work at around midday. I tell my brothers and my cousins, let's go home, help me clean up the, the, the utensils so that by the time mom is coming back, they are all clean. So there's a place we used to stand and we could see our mother from the other side of the road. 
So you, you can just see her coming back. So by the time she's turning to come this way, the utensils are clean. But she'll only ask, I'm like, no. But the truth of the matter is, it is the utensils. The, all the utensils were not cleaned. But because I looked for reinforcement, eh, all my team, please come and help me out. I was, I'm able to clean them within five minutes. You understand? That is how the kingdom of God is. We are told that so many people are out here. They are scattered. They do not have direction. And we are the people who need to reach out to them. And there's a question that our man of God asks us every time. If right now you were to reach out to, if you are, if, if you are God and you wanted to reach out to 4 billion people, how many people would you call? As many as you can, right? Imagine today Jesus is telling us, I require of you as shepherds. And I want you to come and help me out in reaching out to people to bring them to the kingdom. Do you understand? So today I want to leave you with that. And I want you to think about it and evaluate yourself. And I want you to pray for yourself that God will help you, will actually help you to become a shepherd. And if you're a shepherd, for you to become an effective, to you to become an effective, uh, let us rise to our feet. That is my submission to you today. So I want to pray to all of us. I want every one of you to take time and pray for themselves and ask God that he will, he's going to help you. He's going to give you a heart of a shepherd because we all know that there are people out there who are, really, who, who are lost, who do not have direction as we speak. Some of, of them are your friends. You do not know what to do with them because most of the times you can't reach out to your friends, right? So I want you to pray for yourself that God will give you the heart of a shepherd. Some of you have been shepherds before, but you backslid. Living, being, you are shepherds and then you decided, I, I'm not going to do this. That is backsliding. You're still in, you still tell yourself that you're born again, but you've backslidden from where you are. So I want you to go before the Lord and ask the Lord to forgive you for what you have done. And for those people who are not shepherds, I ask, I, I genuinely ask you to pray for yourself that God will give you the heart over. So go before the Lord and and ask, ask the Lord to help you to become a shepherd because the Bible says that when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them. Because they were fainted and they scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Lord, I want to pray for these wonderful people. And I ask, oh God, as, as we go out today, Lord, I ask, oh God, that you will touch our hearts to love you, Lord, to have a relationship with, uh, a relationship with you first, Lord. So that we are able to become shepherds, Lord. Touch our hearts to love you, O God. Some of us have failed, Lord. We shepherds, Lord. We have failed, Lord. We have be we've been Christians for so many years, Lord. But we have not grown, Lord. We are just like babes, Lord. And today we are asking, O God, that you will help us, Lord. We know that you have called us into this great work, Lord. And we are asking today, Lord, give change our hearts, Lord. Change our hearts, Lord. Change our hearts and cause us to be shepherds, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Help us to have a very heavy calling, oh God. Touch our hearts, oh God. Set our hearts on fire in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, I want to thank you for your people, Lord. I ask, oh God, as we have started this series, oh God, I, I want to ask that you will help all of us, Lord. Some of us have, have turned away from 
your work, Lord. But I'm asking, oh God, may you touch our hearts once more, Lord. Help us and give us the desire, Lord, to serve you, Lord. Touch our hearts. Keep, put our hearts on fire, Lord. Flame us afresh, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, let your living waters flow in us again, Lord. May your Holy Spirit come upon our lives, go God. Touch our hearts, oh God, to be able to reach out to the lost Lord because it is our greatest mandate, oh God. We thank you because you will change us and you will make us different people, Lord. People who love your work, Lord. In Jesus' name do we pray and give thanks.